podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Don't do it. Please do it in order. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome <laughs> to episode 356 of <laughs> Phil Bastard. We are back after a week off. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster. Hello, everyone. And... <laughs> hello, everyone, she says <laughs> with gritted teeth. Uh, Ian Loring, hello, everyone. So we're back after a week off last week. Uh, I think it was uh, the first week we took off during lockdown, I think, wasn't it? But, no, I think we took one off a, li- a little earlier in lockdown, I think. I think that was more a kind of, we left it really late more than a specific <laughs> week off, wasn't sure, it? Yeah, sure. Days just lost all meaning and it ended up being late. Yeah, so, so we, we took a week off, um, partially because um, there's not an awful lot. The other part of the reason was um, we did a playing it forward. And we historically have often taken a week off when we've done playing it forward because... There's a number of films that uh, myself and Ian watch, and then if we were to do an episode of that, and then we've got to watch the other films, it, it, it's, it's a lot for us. It's a lot, isn't it's it? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a burden. It's yeah. a burden we carry. And that's not what you want it to be. You want it to be a joyful experience. We do. we do, yes. And we don't want to be constantly repeating ourselves. Um, we don't want to be constantly repeating ourselves. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, an in-joke that I don't get? Or was it just because you're... No, he just, he just repeated himself. Oh, okay. That's fine. It's really I think funny. It's a bit foggy. I'm just, I'm just that funny. Yeah. Um, funny. What have we got this week? Uh, we have a review of Palm Springs. Uh, we have a review of The Way Back or Find the Way Back, as it's been titled in the UK. Um, literally changed the name of the title of the film. Like, just no so way. fucking pointless. <laughs> like, it, is, it is. It is pointless. It is so pointless. It isn't even like a big name change. Mm. Um, we've got some what we've been watching. Um, I think there has been a couple of trailers, so we have some trailers to talk about. Um, I'm not sure if I've had questions or anything yet, so uh, we'll, we'll see. Did you ask for questions? I think I did. I'm not sure. Um, Ian, what's been happening in the news? Um, so, can I, breaking news over the last like hour or so, Tenet again has a new date. Mm-hmm. Um, August the 26th. Um in basically anywhere outside the US where shit isn't really, really, really bad. Um, so apparently that includes the UK, so that's nice. Um, and then coming out over the Labor Day weekend, so not that weekend, but the weekend after in the US, in basically whatever states will allow it to be shown. Yeah. So, um, yeah, real interesting feels like this one may well stick now because they are basically saying look we will we will release it when the country says we can release it yeah i think it it, it i think it's got to the point now where they've kind of gone do you know what it, we, we, we just want to release it now let's just do it and it just frankly this is the canary in the coal mine if this goes okay it's open season then you know black widow should hopefully come out no time to die should hopefully come out um mulan um mulan didn't get a redate did it it was it's undated so yeah that could come out whenever 
um you know um i mean you got antebellum in september you got Candyman in october it 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 feels like things can start slotting into place a bit bill and ted face the music is um fucking hell it looks like it's probably going to be the same weekend as tenet um, <laughs> which <That's> is <laughs> fucking mental um and i thought that was really interesting as well that um Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to be VOD and cinemas in the US. Over here, it's just going to be cinemas, um, which is, I don't know, I, 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 I feel like that's pretty promising. That and the 78-minute runtime, it's like, let's fucking 78 go. 78-minute runtime is glorious. Um, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just, it feels now like, once the cinemas like do actually open like once the chains do open and once tenet comes out that will hopefully be the real kickstarter and there are worries about a second wave and particularly like in the winter um but who knows where the fuck will be by then you know like who knows what this university of oxford thing is going to do i mean i imagine if that fucking vaccine like actually has a chance of working the fucking red tape that will be smashed through to get that out there right. um, i don't will... know how comfortable i am with that though what like i'd like it to go through its due process nah but that haunted brain lesions but i mean it's yeah i mean, I, I don't know i mean it is it, it the fact that they've already said yeah it's it's safe it is a bit like that's quite quick but you know, like it's. I, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, like, there is quite a bit of time before we get into the winter, before we get into flu season. I will say right now, for the love of fucking Christ, get yourself a flu jab this year. For the just go get yourself a flu jab. If you're an anti-vaxer, fuck right off. Um, no time for that shit whatsoever. Stop endangering other people, you selfish pricks. Anyway, I, I, I very rarely agree with with Boris Johnson, but I found myself agreeing with him twice in the past sort of few days. God, are you sure you haven't got like a fever? Once was when he basically said that uh, anti-vaxxers were dangerous and a bit nuts, which made you go, I'm glad that he isn't saying, look, this is a their choice thing. He's going, no, fuck those bastards. I can see their perspective and I respect their right to an opinion. Yeah. But what is it? I, I'm glad the fact that he's just saying, no, they're nuts and they're endangering people's lives. Um, and the other one is the whole obesity thing. I think it's a bit rich coming from a fat to say it, but... Um, I don't know, to be fair. Like, all all their stuff seems to be around just putting prices up on unhealthy foods. Well, yeah, there is, there is, there is. I, I'm not saying I agree with the policies so far. I'm saying that I agree with the fact that it's something that needs to be targeted and looked. It's a fucking big Mac, Mac. I don't want to be paying 50p more a burger for it. Well, you've got that fucking eat out to help out thing at the moment, haven't you? Which feels like the person who came up with that slogan. How old was a joke. Uh, yeah yeah i mean like just like i can't believe this fucking worked yeah um, <laughs> it, it went over it, it, went, it went uh devs you know that, that 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 slogan thing that i came out with last night and we we chortled a lot over a bottle of zimf yeah yeah they went for it 
it, it, I, I saw someone tweeting saying that like only the Tories would come up with that slogan and not be like you know it, it, it's a Tory who doesn't realise what that's implying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can imagine that somebody trying to explain it to them saying right. And, explain it, and then literally using dolls to explain it to them and going, nope, still not getting it. Blokes don't do that. Yeah. No, ex- yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Um, God, where were we? No, but I mean, it, it's the fact, <laughs> you know, Johnson has got so much wrong with him, it's fucking untrue. But the fact he had the fucking self-awareness to actually say, look, I did not help myself when I got coronavirus by how big I am. Because you know if it was Trump, he would have been like, eh, the strain of coronavirus, there was bigly. It was bigly. And it, it was you I was the strain. It was most good. Yeah. It it was the best strain. You wouldn't believe how, how big this strain was. And it knew <laughs> I was president. It knew I was president. And... And I did a test, and it was the best test. Like, oh. I love all the stuff that's been coming out recently about this, um, what, like, cognition test that he's done. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole fact that he basically did a just remix said the first five the things he person. saw. You are. The fact that he basically just said the first five things he saw, and then yeah. he was talking about recalling it, and then there was obviously a second there where he'd forgotten what the order was. <laughs> yeah. The fact that the guy who's doing the interview is kind of looking at him, nodding, thinking, if if, if somebody could just take me away from this place right now, so I'd yeah. go, I have to continue with this without going, you're a fucking idiot. Someone did a remix of the audio on Twitter the other day, and honestly, I must have watched it about ten times, just giggling to myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I, must admit, I saw somebody had written down the... Um, the, the words on the um, thing from Arrival. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's great. We laugh a little bit too much. Um, so beyond that, there isn't a lot of other movie news because quite simply, there's a lot of shit going on. Let's just, let's just try and get some movies out and then we'll tackle some, some of the shit later on. Well, I think since our last show, things have started shooting again, haven't they? Like the new Mission Impossible movie's restarted shooting. Has it? I believe so in... Um, Wherever it is. Um, yeah, I'm sure I saw something right. Yeah, the, the, the new Jurassic World's been shooting as well. That's been that's been on for a couple of weeks. Yeah, did you see um, what's the face's bruise picture? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was that was quite impressive. Those are impressive, impressive bruises. bruises. Yes. Uh, we have some trailers though this week. Which is always exciting. Which you know, which is good. Another another good sign that you're at the towards the end of the apocalypse. Um, what have we got? What have we got? Ian, have you seen any trailers this week? Um, I was a big just. It's not really a trailer, but I was a big fan of the New Mutants Comic Con thing, where it's an official ad for the New Mutants, and it's just taking the piss out of how many release dates it's had. And then, <laughs> It, it says at the end, August 28th, hopefully. <laughs> so fucking hell. But actually, yeah. So, no, because Bill and Ted, I think, is actually September. But we're going to have New Mutants and Tenet the same weekend. I mean, New Mutants can't catch a fucking break. No, it can't. 
New Mutants is, is the only film in existence that is going to start playing and somehow the reel is going to set on fire, despite the fact that it's not being shown on film. <laughs> it will literally happen like that and they'll be like, we don't know how this is happening. It's digital. <laughs> I think they're just at a point where they don't give a shit how it does. They just want to get it the fuck out now and move on with their lives. I just admit it doesn't, I just admit it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No, but the guy who had the film on the USB has lost it. Could be that. Maybe he left it on a bus. He did. I mean, the thing is, if they played it right, they they could make out like bandits with that fucking film. Like now, Tenet is out on the on the on the twenty sixth, so that's a Wednesday. You bring out New Mutants on the twenty first as like the big film of that weekend. Like internationally, don't necessarily release it in the US then, release it in the US later, but do that internationally. Blitz the ever loving shit out of TV ads for it in in the couple of weeks leading up to it, saying only in cinemas August 21st. That thing would have a really good opening. It yep. would. Yep. And they won't do it. They won't do it now. They'll stick to its date and it'll be, yeah. What do people want to see? Tenet or the New Mutants? I mean, to be fair, I'll see both. Yeah. But so would you guys, but not a lot of people would in the grand scheme of things. People will go see Tenet. Oh, yeah. fucking yeah. And it, but I liked the self-awareness. And honestly, at this point, I wish that film all the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, just actually being shown is an achievement for that film now. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of surprised that they didn't have some sort of way of being able to see it at Comic Con as such. But I suppose that would break some sort of exhibitors guidelines, but like some sort of online pass thing, you know, one night only pay $30 and see the new mutants now. Yeah, because people would have done it. It would get buzz going as well, wouldn't it? I'd have, I'd have done it. Well, that's it. Our press screen's gonna work. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Um, well, no, I mean that, and, and, and I mean like because it kind of feels like my my realm. Um, so the uh, film festivals are starting to rumble on a bit. There's a new um, Francis uh, McDormand film, uh, Nomadland, I believe it's called, which is directed by Chloe Zhao, who's directed Eternals. Um, so she did. Uh, the Rider, I think it was called a couple of years back. I haven't seen it and I should. And she's directed Eternals, but she's also done this kind of indie film that Searchlight are releasing. And that is going to be opening Venice um, is also going to be. So the Telluride Film Festival, which is usually on, has been cancelled. They're going to have a Telluride affiliated drive in screening in L.A. And it looks like it's probably going to play LFF as well. And so LFF are going to be doing screenings of 13 films as like advanced screenings in cinemas across the UK, which is a pretty cool idea. Um, And um, but then it's like you just said about press screenings there. It's like a press pass for LFF. If for one year only, they're like, we will do all the press screenings online. But it's like you have to watch it in this time window. Like that would be worth its weight in fucking gold, depending on what the what the lineup is. Because one of the things about LFF is you've got to be in London. 
But if you don't have to be in London, if if it's like I could book some time off work and basically like have a, a press screening schedule in my own home and you guys could or whoever replies for a press pass, that could be fucking incredible. And the amount of money that BFI can make off of that would be uh, would be something else. Um, but it, it, I, I haven't had any emails about press accreditation for LFF yet. And I usually do by now. So that's I it's going to be interesting to see, to see how um, they do that this year. But frankly, guys, if Cineworld uh, showing LFF films as advanced screenings, fucking eat that shit up. Fucking too right. You know, um, so it, it, again, like Venice is actually supposed to be having some sort of in-person thing in September. They're still saying they're doing it. Um, fuck knows how that's going to work. But good luck to them um it, it, yeah i mean it's just fascinating like toronto have said that they're going to do some in-person things or at least screenings in cinemas so i don't know it just people have been saying for the last couple of weeks we're gonna have to face up to a 20 like a, the rest of the calendar year without cinemas no yeah. don't think it's gonna happen it, it, it's it's not gonna happen you know it's Yes, things are very, very bad in certain pockets of the world. And unfortunately, I mean, the UK have have not not fucked it, but they haven't. I don't think we fucked it either. There are there are areas of the US who have spectacularly fucked it, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be as bad as all that, at least from our positions. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive about it all, which is good because when Tenet got delayed last week, it was not happy times. I'm glad we didn't record last Monday because I would have been miserable as fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> how, how, how positive are you feeling about the uh, new trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music? I am... Um for this i am up for keanu i am up for alex winter i don't know who the girl is who's playing keanu reeves's daughter but that's some good casting um and samara weaving's always fun yeah Yeah, man let's do it and the fact that this is not getting premium vod over here gives me some real fucking hell this thing could actually be really good and um, Kevin Smith, when he was moderating the Bill and Ted panel uh, for Comic-Con on Saturday, was like, this is the film that re- needs right now. It's a very generous movie. It, it just it's like a warm hug of a film. And it's like, fuck, let's go. Yeah. And that, that that's what I'm, I'm a whole part. Just, I, from seeing it, that it seems to be what seems to be going on in the in the trailer. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am. I am good with what's going on here. I just want, and the fact that it's 78 minutes long, which means that they seems to me like that they have the balls to go. Do you know what? Let's not have that baggy bit of nostalgia. Let's just have a fun romp. I mean, it's going to be in and out, man. I mean, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of plot, but there, you know, there is going to be some plot. There are plotty things that happen in those films. So if it's going to be plot and jokes all at the same time, yeah, man, let's let's do it. Fuck yeah. The thing is, for a film like that. An hour and twenty is fine. Yeah. You know, it's 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 fine. It doesn't need to be any longer than that, really. Like, it just looks like good fun. It looks like there's plenty of fan service in there to kind of make you go, ah, oh, it's that bit of that bit and whatever. But it, without being 
shit. It looks like it's it's very like self awarely fan servicey. You know when they do it and they kind of think they're being clever. This is just doing it for fun. Yeah. So yeah, look for it. What else have we got? Trailer wise. What else have you got, Ian? Is there anything? There's, uh, Rogue. The um. I've got a name. Literally there. Oh, I don't know. I can't even see. What's yeah. in Fox? Vivica A? No. <laughs> Megan. Oh, Megan Fox. Fox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that thing. It just fucking went. The name completely went out of my head. <laughs> yeah. The, what, Megan Fox what? as a badass thing. Yeah. Megan Fox is a soldier. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Throwing money at the screen. Fucking done. I would. I'll watch it. Oh, that thing will be on Netflix in six months. I want to see the cinema again. <laughs> well, yeah, there is. Uh, do you know what? I can't believe I'm. I'm so like confident about films being back in cinemas that I'm already like, yeah, fuck it, I'll watch it on Netflix. No, I will watch it in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh. I'm, 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 I'm up for that. It, it looks. It looks like it's going to be fun. Um, I forgot we even watched that trailer. <laughs> Seems like ages ago. Did we? I don't think we talked about the Project Power trailer. We didn't. No, we have just watched that as well, haven't we? Yeah. See, now I, it, it's just been broken for me by that thing that Noel did. <laughs> that was pretty brilliant. Was it on his Instagram stories where he had it as as like a thing? It's like a slideshow. Yeah. 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 Um, it looks interesting enough I like um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and stuff so I'll watch it so this is on Netflix the day before my birthday and obviously I'm not going to Spain now so uh, birthday movie I mean it it, it is basically going to be the film that I will probably use to usher in uh, me being 36 um like just really really pissed and probably not remembering it the day after but i'm sure i'll have a fun time while it's on um even though i will say it's only a second film back and i'm already a little bit like yeah i think i've had enough jgl for now (laughs) (laughs) it's like the, the thing that really weirds me out with him is his voice like he seems to be affecting a deeper voice than he naturally has. Like, he does it in Dark Knight Rises as well. And it's just... Stop talking like a grown-up. You are a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I can get past with him. That always makes me feel a little bit weird about him. Looper. The weird shit they did to his face in Looper. I can't uh, see it. When, when they Bruce Willis, Willis, Willis him up. Yeah, but they didn't. They just kind of smoothed him out a bit. Like, it was weird. It was very odd effects work. It was a little bit. It, 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 they didn't stick the landing with that, they? did, did they? not. No, no. Absolutely not. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It just... It, it looks like a Netflix movie, if that makes any sense. They all have a certain palette to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right there. And it, it, it's starting to get a little bit like... Mm. I mean, that that's 
that's the thing with like the old guard i saw someone tweeting the other day saying that the third act had the production value of a sky original drama mm. and it's like yeah. i, I kind of can't argue with that like the action itself is well choreographed but there's something about the look of of those films like that netflix film thing and it is like the cinematographer is just given some sort of style bible by netflix saying you have to make it look like this and only if it's like a big time director are they able to kind of pull away from that um and yeah i get it because yeah you're right project power does look like that but it's directed by the guys who did catfish and paranormal activity three and four so you know they're not they're not nobodies no, they did. Uh, what was it? They did that. That nerve. That was quite a, an interesting, fun movie. Actually, I quite enjoyed that. Emma Roberts. No, who was yeah. in that? It was Emma Roberts and Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Yeah, Nerve was all right, eh? Yeah, Nerve was a fun. It was a fun movie. It was Nerve was exactly the movie that it needed to be. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Um. I mean, yeah, up for it. Won't remember anything about it after watching it, but up for it, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that's exactly it. Somebody will ask you what it's about and you will be able to give them the most brief plot description ever. Oh. And then they'll go, oh, is it any good? And you'll go, yeah, it's all right. And, and, and who's, what's the name of that girl that's in it that Don't I swear? Fishback. Yeah, I thought it was something fish cakes, but that, yeah, that that's right. Not a real name, that. Can't it, be. That, that can't well, be her name. Can't be a name. It can't. It can't. That's not a person name. Dominique Fishback. It's like it is. She was made. She was made. Made in a lab. Made in a lab. But it's like she's got her name along with those other guys, like on the poster, and it's just like, did someone at Netflix lose a bet? Yeah. They've gone. We've got to have that name on the poster. Why? Because nobody will look at Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name. They'll just go, oh, it's Jamie. What? Fishback? You're mean. There's not an awful lot about her on, on the wiki. It's because she doesn't exist, my bud. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say Dominique Fishback, born, blah, 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 blah. But she, she was created. I don't think she was. She was. But it actually doesn't have a date of birth for her so possibly yeah there you fucking go what's she been in she's in Doss, hate, that's what she's been in the hate you give is the only thing that yeah she was creating a lab oh who was she in the hate you give she was no she wasn't the lead girl was she no kenya okay friend i think sure why not she's in the deuce the deuce that's a tv show it's um Maggie Gyllenhaal thing about yes. porn? I think it is about porn, yes. It's starting to make me think, why haven't I watched it? It's got this? James Franco in it, so probably why about porn, I watch yes. this? It's got, it's got James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Chris Bauer, Dominic Fishback. I'm, I'm pleased that you didn't try that one. Don't. Don't try it. Ow! Benega Kimbig? No. I think it is. I don't think it I is. Think it is. <laughs> So yeah, any other trailers? Any three and three hours? No, no. Any more? Three more? No, no, no. Right. Let's get Affleck. The grub. 
the way back or finding the way back. Or is, alcoholic affleck. Or uh, that is what it should have been called, alcoholic affleck. Or fat fleck. Or fat That's whoa. That's very good. You up? That's very good. He is a chungus in this, isn't he? He is, yeah. Body shaming, how much? I don't give a shit. Oh. Like him, a, do you know what? I've lost all respect for him since he got that shitty dragon back tattoo. That was a long time ago. Yeah, well, it's been a long time since I've respected him. <laughs> and I honestly want to take another Armas and shake her by the shoulders and say, what the fuck are you thinking? I think we all have to respect Ben Affleck for... Um, Tapping that. But Well, for, for, being, for being a choice swordsman. And... <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> wow, And for Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, alright, he's alright in Gone Baby Gone. He's, he's very much overshadowed. Eh? He isn't in it. He directed it. Oh, yeah. Well, he's in it. No, Gone Girl, you're thinking of. Yeah, Gone Baby Gone's very. It's fucking depressing, though, isn't it? It's really fucking good, though. The fact that this film. Ex- right. Then go on, then. So it stars the. Um, it says Ben Affleck and other people. Al Madrigal and a bunch of other people that I do. Let's be honest, it's Ben Affleck's movie. Um, he plays an ex-college um, uh, basketball star um, who is now an alcoholic construction worker uh, who is estranged from his wife, um, and he is asked to come back and coach the team that he used to play for back in back, well, play back in high school. Um, and, yeah, basically, that, that is the plot of the movie. <laughs> and then, basically, it just follows the same route as every other fucking sports movie ever. So, um, Becky. Uh, Becky's got shit to say. Wow. What do you think of The Way Back? <laughs> It's just, it's just really fucking generic, isn't it? It's so cliched. It's painful. From the moment, one of the first lines in this movie was basically a paraphrasing of Mark Wahlberg made famous phrase, say hi to your mother for me. I was just like, nah, this is going to be stupid. And it was. That's, that's pretty much all I've got to say. The highlight for me was the say hi to your mother for me. And seeing what's her name out of the league in it, she becoming Selma Condacrum. Right. I mean, you you were in for this from the start, weren't no, you? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I wanted you to watch this without me. And I said no, fuck you. Uh, you agreed, and then you fucking sprung it on me last night. Oh, I'm gonna watch this for the podcast. I thought I told you to watch that without me. Oh, I didn't. Right. Thanks for that. Ian, what did you think to the way back? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think I liked it more than Bex did, but I 100% get what she's saying. It, I, it, it's, it feels like very. I don't know. It's both derivative, but also at times like just really fucking messy. Um, the, I mean, first off, aside from losing the college foot, uh, the, the the college basketball job doesn't really i don't know like his construction worker job doesn't seem to be affected by it when he's at his lowest ebb he's got an attractive woman buying him shots um yeah you know which you know and 
that and then that scene where he's in he's accidentally in the wrong person's house and we've like, all done that I, I mean to be fair i jumped into someone's back garden thinking it was a shortcut trying to get home once um and that went wrong um so yeah i mean it, it's I'll, I'll be honest it was a little bit weird that it was like putting the one in the freezer and then getting the other one out it was like i do that the odd beer in the shower i do that <laughs> yeah, I literally, I, I said to Bex when it came up, the, the shower beer, I went, fucking hell, I'm liking this already, shower beer. Well, the bit I'll, where he was, he, was, he was sneakily putting his beer in his, like, cooler cup, I was like, big mood, that is a big mood. When he was putting the fucking gin and the vodka in there, not so much, but, you know. I, I mean, that, that, yeah, I mean, I don't know, that's the thing, it's like, it almost feels like if he just stuck to beer, he probably could have got through it. Yeah, and the thing uh, is, like, the whole, like, him... Who is that? Uh, it's Bad Lieutenant Potter Call New Orleans. What? His dad's Mrs. Claims she isn't an alcoholic because she only drinks beer. <laughs> I mean, fair. Um, so it feels like the whole like rock bottom hitting bit. You've missed that because that's him losing the kid and turning into an alcoholic and losing his Good wife point. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it comes in after that so it's like he's he's a just a functioning alcoholic by that point and I, yeah I, it, it's like that when they but when they introduce the other family and their kid it's like what the fuck's going on here okay yeah. they they knew each other when like their kid was in hospital cool and then the next time you see them it's like oh shit that kid's fucking dying right okay it just Things just seem to pop up in here just to propel the plot, like that the woman buying him shots. Like, and yeah. again, it was like so weird. It's like he's ignoring her, and it's like okay, I don't really know why. And and then and then okay, he's interested. Then suddenly they're in the car, and it, it, it's right. Who's this woman? Like she apparently she knows him, but well, I've got no idea who she is. It feels like there yeah, was quite quite... who she is really, don't they? No, no. I, it was I like I just wasn't paying attention because. Yeah, but no, no, the the bartender says something like, "I think that's blah 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 from something or other." It's yeah. like, am, am I supposed to know who that is? Because for a second, I thought, "Fuck you know, is that like one of the school girls at the school?" I, and this bartender's just that disgusting. Well. Yeah, I one of the school girls. Because I mean, that would have been fucking hell. That is a low. If it was basically like he shags an underage girl or something and doesn't really know what he's doing. I mean, that. but then again, that would have been like, okay, audience sympathy gone, you know? So I, I get, you know, I get why they didn't go in that direction, but it just, it There's should have. No bottom that makes you think, fucking hell, he's really overcome some shit to get himself healthy here, is there? No, I mean, like, to be fair, that guy should have locked his fucking back door. That is very true. And as well, like I say, it's happened to us all. I mean, it happened to me. Um, it's happened to us all. And it's a little bit like, at that point, you kind of go, he hasn't broken in, broken anything or anything like that. You go, get out, dude. Mm. Yeah, that's it. He's walked in, grabbed a beer, gone for a piss, not even like in anywhere inappropriate, clearly in the toilet, and then gone, oh, shit, my bad. I'll go. But that's the thing he apologizes yeah. it's not like he's suddenly like oh what's going on he like you know 
if he started like trying to fight him or something, you'd kind of get it. But in a way, that guy's reaction is a bit of an overreaction once Affleck is obviously drunk and apologetic. Yeah. Um, this movie is so low energy as well. Like it just kind of drifts through its shit. I mean, yeah, and I mean, again, and, and, sorry, we haven't even said. The thing is, with Mark, I think I know what he's going to say because <laughs> Gavin O'Connor directed sports movie with an alcoholic Ben Affleck. Um, so I'll be stunned if he doesn't say what I think he's going to say. So just to get this out there, the sports movie aspect of it, you get maybe like one scene with each of the kids. Well, and not even each of the kids. Like that one white kid, like his running joke is he's likes shagging around and then those girls catch him out that's it end of that one lad it's like he kicks him off the team for uh, for being late and he says i'm sorry coach i really want to play all right you're back on the team that's basically him gone for the rest of the film it it feels just gets him to talk it's just so kind of the, the actual sports movie elements of the movie are so fucking disney live action special it's untrue the whole alcoholic coach Whoa. bit being done before more charmingly by Tom Hanks. There's an awful lot of um, basketball in my high school movie, high school musical movies. I didn't actually say high school musical, did I? No, but they're a Disney original movie. They are a Disney original yeah, movie. Yeah. They're better than this. But I mean, that, I yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I, I, I think I'm more like leaning towards Becky's side the more we talk about it. It's the thing is. Affleck is obviously very, very committed and is obviously using some real world shit in in how he's going about it. And that there's some silent acting from him, which is really, really good. But man, you do not need another. He gets some tra- like traumatic news and then there's melancholy music playing as it slowly tracks him walking back into the bar and then just looking fucking miserable. You don't need that. But what do you think of it? Can I just say as well, Sorry, the 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 whole oh we need to win this game, oh we need to beat that team that completely fucked us over last time and are like the best in the league to get in the playoffs. Oh my god, we need to win this one. They were never fucking winning that one. They were clearly going to have to win against the really hard team. That is, it's just the cliches. My God, go on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I clearly enjoyed it the most. <laughs> is what I will say there. Um, I, I I actually still quite like Ben Affleck um, because I don't care what people say. I think he's an enjoyable actor to watch. I think he's a better director than an actor. I probably agree with that. Um, but I think he's a very fine director. Um, very fine director. Uh, I, I the thing is I have certain issues with um, Gavin O'Connor movies. I think he he very closely makes very very good movies, and then it, it's like there's always something that he just can't get quite right. He, he's there. I mean, the closest he ever got um, was was Warrior. And he was very, very close to making an absolute five-star movie. And then he fucked it at the end. Yeah, it didn't stick along, did it? Because he, in his, the big dramatic ending, he put a song over it. And you're going, what have you done? 
apart from just let all of the air out of the balloon. Mm. Yeah, Barbie Girl was a fucked up choice for that. Barbie Girl would have been a better choice. <laughs> what What was the song? I, it, it was generic song number seven in every Spotify list. Um, the thing is, Ben Affleck is, like you say, he, he was drawn to this by his own experiences, and it, there's a there's a catharsis in there, um, which I, I find that quite, you know, quick to play a watch in terms of you're looking at going, right, there's little nuggets of fucking truth here. Mm. Like the whole, I, I get the feeling that the, the, the beer in the fridge thing. Hmm. Might have been what is it? And then also you get the um, Gavin O'Connor can, can do drunks quite well. Nick Nolte has a few good drunk moments in uh, in Warrior. Mm. Um, and you know, Affleck, you never get him like throwing up over everybody or having a fight or anything like that. He just gets drunk, and his dad's mate has to take him home. Yeah. You know, who generally just seems to be at the bar there. Just so he can take him home. Or just to look after him, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Um, like, like he just he feels some kind of protective nature over, and I think that would have been quite nicely explored. Um, I think um, Al Madrigal is very good in it. Which one's he? Is he the? Is, is he the assistant coach? Yeah, he's the assistant coach. I, I think yeah, he's, he's really absolutely. he's really good in it. He he kind of he, he's right. He he gives him an out. It gives him a chance to kind of explain it. The guy who plays the um, the basketball team's chaplain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time Affleck keeps swearing and he's like, seriously, could you stop it? He's like, I'm trying. He's like, not hard enough. He's <laughs> <laughs> it, it, good. And the thing is, I, I, I can't disagree with anything you guys are saying, but I also can't deny the fact that I, I, I enjoyed watching it and I was it, it, it kept my attention going for what is probably a little bit too long um uh, for that you know it, it, it's it's pushing uh, you know an hour 50 yeah um for it and also as well the way back doesn't make sense no as a title as a title as a theme and finding the way back makes less sense well as i said to you guys 15 minutes before the end of the film it didn't really look like he was going to find the way back. And then he kind of found the way back. But, you know, it, it kind of just ends with him. Like, the resolution, okay, he doesn't even get to watch the fucking team he mentored. Because I, I thought he was going to be in the in the stands in that yeah, game. Yeah, in the stands, yeah. You know, and it's like... I, I, but I, I think that would have been a better ending, eh? Like Dan, him. I mean, yes, okay. He starts bouncing a basketball again, but I didn't necessarily. It's not like he's going to be playing that, in the fucking NBA next year, no, is no, it? I mean, that, no, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, cool, man. But you obviously, you're obviously okay with basketball as a concept because you've been coaching the team. Yeah. So that would have been more. That would have made more sense if it was like he is just sworn off of basketball. Hmm. But, yeah. the, the, but it's weird because it feels like it starts after whatever makes him that way and then it finishes after before he's actually at, sort of fixed things for himself it's like this weird middle period where he's just a bit of a fuck up the thing is there are with it there are better basketball movies about 
this kind of subject. If you want to watch that, go watch He Got Game. Yeah. Um, and oh, white men can't jump. I, I mean, obviously, but that you can say that for anything. <laughs> but if you want to watch something about a, a, a basketball player who had it all and then threw it away, watch He Got Game. Yeah. Um, and if you're wanting to watch a movie about a coach finding himself and, you know, becoming, you know, it, it being an affirming thing for it. Watch A League of Their Own. No, watch Hoosers. <laughs> because it contains Gene Hackman giving just an incredible performance. And a speech that can't help make you go, I'm in bits now. You know, Uzi is a, is a fantastic movie. Um, and if you want to watch something that's a medley of a little bit of both, and there's Blue Chip, we need to know it. Um, so in terms of the sport movie element of it, yes, it's not there. But the just... He never has a big blowout moment when everything goes wrong for him because of his drinking. It's all rational steady things well i think it thinks it does i think it's him waking up in the hospital bed having broken into that broken into that man's house and then rolled down a fucking hill i think that that the film thinks that's its big moment but but what i'm saying is is i think the film is also aware of the fact that that isn't that big a moment it's a fairly natural could happen moment Mm. Uh, and a fairly natural as i say happens to us all maybe this actually like our review says more about our collective drinking habits than it does about the film that we're just like yeah who hasn't done that who hasn't rolled down a fucking hill who hasn't accidentally walked into the wrong house maybe that's maybe this is more on us than it is on the film maybe we should be scandalized by his behavior yeah, yeah there's people watching going oh my oh, god who does that and i'm going the bear in the freeze that's a really good idea it's quite a good idea actually yeah, it is the way back its main achievement is hints and tips on how to be a more effective yeah. alcoholic and there'll be some great people who go holy shit shower beer and it's like i've been talking about shower beers for years <laughs> not, i don't think i've ever shower beer shower beer is a oh, wonderful thing maybe when we're at the cabin yeah i've given you a shower beer yeah, in the cabin. Have, yeah. <laughs> a little shelf so yeah. i don't really drink it while in the shower 10 a.m <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it. Yeah, I thought it was shit. Ian, I hated it. I'm, I'm the, the, the shower Shut beer up. is something I've, I've done quite a lot. Um, and we, me and my friends used to call it the, the Jack Bauer, where you'd have a beer in the shower, <laughs> and then if you had a beer in the shower and jerked off as well, then that was a twenty-four. <laughs> um. Yeah, we had some weird conversations, but yeah, um, I've had I've had a few twenty fours in my time. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the thing is Affleck is good in it. Like he is, he is good. I mean, I suppose it's a very very weak, definitely not shit. Um, but that's because I do I like sports movies and I like Ben Affleck. But if you're if you're turned off by either of those prospects, then just do not watch it. Yeah, I, I, I don't like either of those things. Uh, one interesting fact before I give my well, I've already said I'm definitely shit in it. But, uh, one interesting fact that I will say on it is at the end when he finally picks up a basketball again, in spite of the fact that we've seen him pick up a basketball three times before that. Um, if you notice that he, he actually makes the first shot and then misses the next two. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know it. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> just, just one other thing about it as well that 
kind of drove me up the wall and made me think there must be a longer cut. That whole thing with the one he makes captain's dad, where the dad's yeah. like, I don't want him living his life playing basketball. You know, you had a scholarship. Look what they did. You blah, blah, blah. And then the next scene, the dad's in it, like in it, he's just at the game and just nods it at low. He just nods at his son. You know, it's like, where the fuck was the connective tissue there that went from <laughs> I don't want to see him playing basketball to I will see him playing basketball. There's nothing. There's got to be a longer fucking cut. There's of this a longer film. cut of this movie without question. There's a I would say there's a, there's a cut of this movie that totals in at about two hours twenty. Yeah, like yeah. If there was like I a two and see that movie. I do. I just, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I wonder whether Gavin O'Connor was like, I want it to be two and a half hours. Warner Brothers said no. And he just said, fuck it, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Very mild, definitely not shit. Like an, a, a, a hair's breath away from touching cloth for me. Uh, well, I was definitely not shit. Uh, our audience poll, uh, definitely not shit, 60% and touching cloth, 40%. Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind-the-scenes access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Put, put these four and five-year-olds in front of this movie. It's like if they didn't know what death was before this, they're gonna know it after it. They're gonna know it after it, and they're gonna be freaking terrified. And they're gonna be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're gonna die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Becky, what have you been watching uh, these past couple of weeks? Let's see if we can get some positivity out of you. Well, I can't remember where we got up to. Did I, did I talk about the Goldfinch last time? No, because you hadn't watched it at that point. Yeah, but I couldn't remember whether I'd watched it by that point. No. Um, okay, so I watched the Goldfinch. You're the person who's watched the Goldfinch. <laughs> wow, you watched the Goldfinch. It's actually... Shit. It's three and a quarter hours long. I mean, it did feel really long, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's all right, to be fair, up to a point, and then it just absolutely fucking goes off a cliff. You told me it was beyond boring. Well, the bit where he's younger is quite interesting. It's just when he's like Ansel Elgort that it gets really boring, 
and I don't give a shit about him as an adult. He's Holy not. Holy shit! It's two and a half hours long. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 bits where he's younger and that it's quite interesting. Where he's like, um, he originally goes to live with Nicole Kidman's family because he's friends with their kid, and then his dad comes back and like takes him away because he thinks he's got this massive trust fund that he can kind of dive into, and um, he meets Finn Wolfhart, and then th- that whole bit's quite fun. And then it's only when he's an adult that it's boring. Not that kid. No, I know you don't. That's because you don't like Stranger Things. You've actually never seen him in anything apart from It, and he's quite good in it. So. No, I've seen one of the stuff. No, you haven't. I have. So, yeah, it. I just... It... Oh, he's in the turning, yeah. Whatever. We didn't see the end of that, so you can't count it. I can see it, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a real shame, because it's, it's not that bad, and then it just is. Um. So, yeah, the Goldfinch. Um... It's not that bad, but then it is. It's not that bad, not that bad, not that bad. And then it just is shit. Fair enough. So overall, obviously because the ending's shit, it feels like all of it's shit. But it's if it could have just done the adult bit better, it would have been all right. Fair Um, I watched Repo, the genetic opera, inspired oh, by our watching of Phantom of the Paradise for you guys for doing Paying It Forward. Yeah. I fucking love Repo. I absolutely to an unreasonable degree, love this movie. I could watch it, like, on a semi-regular basis, easily. I love the fact that it's got um, Tony Head in it. It's, it's He's brilliant in it as the Repo Man. Alexa Vega's in it. She's fun. Paul Savino's in it. He's just Paul Savino-ing up the, shit, up the place. Um, Sarah Brightman, obviously. Is, it's nice to see her doing, like, musical stuff in any sort of capacity. The story is... <laughs> Yeah, just even Paris Hilton's not bad in it, to be fair to her. And the um, the story is absurd, but it is it is so well done. And the the whole thing about this is they they wanted to make exactly this movie. Like it's not like anything's gone wrong. They wanted to make a movie that felt like a culty kind of B movie. And oh, I hate it when people do that. Though. No, but they've they they wanted to make something a bit sort of I suppose Rocky Horror vibe kind of thing like something that would be enjoyed at the kind of thing that you'd enjoy at a late night screening and they wanted to make a trilogy so they wanted to do this then a prequel then a sequel and then obviously it didn't make any money so he made is it Devil's Carnival I think instead Mm. which is on Prime as well which I've been meaning to watch before we podcasted but I haven't had a chance but it's just it's really fucking good fun you know, you know, um, Rocky Horror, that, that massive cult movie that everybody's heard of that made an absolute shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, that, that massive cult movie. Anyway, um, so what else did I watch on my own? Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Love that film. It's fucking great, isn't it? I, I feel that, 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 that watching it now, that you watch it and go, it's question. Isn't there a bit where a cheerleader is a zombie and um, she's not wearing a top, so he takes a photo of her boobs? Yes. It's a a stripper. It's one of the strippers, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a stripper. That's kind of what she's in. It's fine, but I just get the feeling like like now there'd be a few too many people who would be offended by that. It's so much fun. But I remember watching it and going, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. You've seen it, haven't you, Ian? Repo. Repo. 
Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, oh sorry, Lossie really just came in. I muted my mic for a second. Uh, no, I haven't yet. Oh, Ooh, honestly, it's, um, watch it. It's hilarious. That's a good time, like a couple of beers late on a one-night uh, movie. Oh, absolutely, It's yeah. a lot of fun. And I partnered Scout's Guide with Tucker and Dale versus Evil because clearly nice. I'm a zombie comedy kind of... It's a good one to partner it with, yeah. Not zombie comedy, horror comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tucker and Dale, fucking brilliant. The, the, the whole, all the kind of misconstrued situations and stuff like that, and you can kind of see how both sides are seeing it the way that they're seeing it. But the fact that Tucker and Dale are just there like, oh my God, these suicidal college kids have just come to like kill themselves in the woods. What are they doing? And it's just, it's fucking great. It is, it is so well acted from them too. Um, so yeah, I had a fun, fun day with that lot. Um, what else did I watch on my own? The Book of Life. Yeah. I really like The Book of Life. Because I've, I've I've kind of softened towards Coco, because at the start I was very much like, no, it's just ripping off the book of life, what a lot of bullshit, fucking Disney Pixar shite. And then, and then you watched I it. watched it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, this is quite good. But thematically, they are very, very similar. Sure. But then watching the book of life again, it is so much better than Coco. It's so much more charming. Um, What else, what else, what else? I watched Patient Zero with Isabel. Oh, yeah. The Matt Smith movie. At the end of it, she went, she was all right, but nothing really happened, did it? And I was like, no, it didn't really, did it? And she was like, but I didn't hate it, but nothing really happened. And I think that pretty much sums up Patient Zero. Um, and I think that's about it, because I didn't get to the end of Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Fair enough. So that will be on next week's show. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching? Huh. Um, well, I have watched a few things. Um, let me bring up my stuff now. Um, so I watched The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, um, you know, patreon.com forward slash born bastards. And um, yeah, um, Dark Knight's an absolute banger. Everyone knows it is, so that's fine. Dark Knight Rises... That film's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so fucking epic. Um, like in in length, production value, the score, the plot. It's just like Christopher Nolan being the like see things big guy. Yeah, he he's been doing that shit for a long time now, and um. It's just, it's tremendous. And the IMAX framing stuff on Dark Knight Rises is be- even better than the Dark Knight. It's a film which is obviously compromised, but works better than it probably had any right to. And the fact that it works just as well as a sequel to Batman Begins as it does the Dark Knight is uh, a credit to it. That's all I'll say for now. Patreon.com forward slash film bastards where Mark and I at some point soon and we we better get on these because we've got like a four week countdown now um yeah we, we we need to get these done um but yeah dark knight went up uh on the patreon feed yesterday dark knight rises we'll discuss when we're going to do that but i think it will probably be soon um so uh other stuff that i watched that wasn't uh batman or playing it forward adjacent um, I took a little trip to 
Jurassic Park. Um, so, Saturday afternoon. Now, I started watching Jurassic Park with Isabel, and now I can't watch the fucking rest of it, because you woke up from your nap, and we hadn't got far enough into it, and now I have to wait for Isabel. All right, sorry. Sorry, go on. Looks real good on 4K. Yeah. Did you not watch it on... The... It was on Netflix. I don't know, I didn't see. Oh, all right, fair enough, I'll let you off. Um, <laughs> um, so no, yeah, I mean it's uh, I watched it in 4K on um, Apple TV, and it was it was Saturday afternoon, and like Donna was kind of like just on her phone, and Lottie was on her iPad. I was like, I'm gonna watch Jurassic Park, and then Donna was like, I want to watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> so it was like, cool, all right then. So we just ended up watching Jurassic Park, and it, it's I don't know why. It's just it's been bloody ages since I watched Jurassic Park. The, the last time I watched it was actually when the 3D Blu-ray re-release um, came around when we had a 3D TV. And there is a picture of me with 3D glasses on with Lottie, who was maybe like a week old at the time, just over my shoulder, crying her eyes out. <laughs> um, and yeah, like not happy. But for some reason, we have a photo of that. So that was the last time I watched Jurassic Park. The thing is, right, to have the fucking balls, like John Williams, to have the balls to just go, I'm just going to rip out an absolute banger of a tune here. Um, And then 20 minutes later, no, five minutes later, do it again. Like, you've got the... Um, when they first arrive at Jurassic Park and you got, you know, and it's like, fuck, well done, John. You've earned your money. Go home. We but then fought... a gag about the Jurassic Park theme, don't we? Yeah. Was... What we have a whole running gag about the Jurassic Park theme. If we mention Jurassic Park, then one of us does the Star Wars theme. And then if we mention Star Wars, then we do the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> it's like a whole thing in our house. Nice. Just to share a little insight for you there. But the thing is, the Jurassic Park theme, you've got two you can choose from. You've got that one and you've got... <laughs> you know, you've that's got... That's what we do. Yeah, but that's the thing. right? You say the Jurassic Park theme and it could easily be one or tubber. It's yeah, true. Like, so just the confidence of John Williams to go... Steve, I'm going to smash it out the fucking park for you, mate. So you know what? You've got some real nice shots of Costa Rica and a helicopter going down there. I'm, I'll help you out. And look at that fucking dinosaur. Yeah, I'm, I, I've got just the tune for that. But then there's there's also actually like really, really good music with like the, the, the raptors and stuff towards the end as well. And when Nedry's like went and like running around it's like you know and it's almost like a predator um so yeah john it is actually yeah i've never noticed that a little bit yeah yeah is it yeah it is um but just the the way that an awful lot of jurassic park plays out like a horror movie um like the tension is very very horror and there are, you know, it, it just there are bits in it that are so fucking suspenseful. It, it, it's 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 brilliant and just like very like 
honestly kind of like edge of your seat stuff even now um yeah it's i mean it sounds it sounds stupid to say hey jurassic park's really good but fucking hell jurassic park is still really really good um yeah and i mean you know i sam neil and laura dern i mean the fact that it's kind of implied that they're shagging, it, it, you know, it's never really properly confirmed. But it is a bit, really? Like, that's, I'm not entirely sure that would wash now. But then you've just got, like, sexual deviant himself, Jeff Gold. Obviously macking on Laura Dern throughout the entire thing. But... Not in a, not in a way that it is particularly egregious. It's it's playful, um, you know. And he asks like, oh, is 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 Doctor Sadler seeing anyone? And yeah, you are you a thing? And Sammy was like, yeah. And, was, and then he kind of backs off. But then you've got Jeff Goldblum shirtless later on, and it's just like, well, everyone will fuck that. Richard Attenborough would, you know. <laughs> it's and I, I I love how this film weirdly portrays jeff goldblum as like chaos theorist sex god um I, it, you don't not buy it though do you no but that's the thing you don't not buy it when he's got his chest off and he's just fucking chest out sorry and he's just lying there and it, that pose is mental <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's fucking brilliant brilliant um yeah i i i I, jurassic park the thing is it's the film that turned me into the film fan that i am today and i'm so glad that it's one of those ones that you watched as a kid and watching it as an adult it's not like oh god i'm not why why did i like that so much it's not it just sings throughout the entire thing brilliant film just fucking brilliant um so then we had jurassic boners so um (laughs) donna has not seen either of the jurassic world films so we watched jurassic park and i i I, like she was a, a, a little bit worse for wear after the night before um and so, like, she was just like, yeah, let's just sit on the sofa and watch some films and stuff. So we start Jurassic World on. Um, didn't go to the Lost World Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park 3. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, we went for Jurassic World. And I like Jurassic World. Um, it's not... The thing is, you just have to acknowledge that though these films now will never be Jurassic Park. Never. They, 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 it just it's not gonna happen and and so you just let these films do their thing and Jurassic World I mean like they've got the, the genius idea of okay have the park open and have mayhem ensue and it's got its nasty points to it it is like sometimes agreeably um you know the um the the, the flying ones coming in and snatching people up is you know yeah it's quite fun to see there's the brilliant bit where there's the guy who's double fisting margaritas and running away. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's some 
that's a big dick energy there fair play but then there's the assistant character who's been set up as not necessarily caring but not the most evil person in the world and she just gets the most horrific death <laughs> but it, it's and it's like wow we why you pissed um, somebody off no yeah 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 but at the same time it's just like do you know what i kind of respect the fact that this film's got at times a slightly nastier edge because it doesn't happen often and to be fair jurassic park has its mean shit to it um uh you know samuel L. jackson's character did like didn't really deserve a death you know and um I mean, Wayne Knight definitely deserved the death, but he gets fucking tortured by those little cunts. Um, it's, even though it's brilliant, he gets into the car and then the one's just in the car, the other car seat just waiting for him. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't really make any sense, but it's great. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, don't, I mean, like, I, I like, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I, I think I like Bryce Dallas Howard more than I like Chris, Chris Pratt in these films. Like, she's actually got a bit of an arc. He's basically... Like, look how conflicted, but cool, we're like cool and strong. I am, um, and yeah, um, I wish Judy Greer was in it more because Judy Greer should be in everything, uh, because I like masturbating, and um, yeah, I it, it's it's a fun time, is Jurassic World, which then led us on the next day. So, yesterday, we watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, if Brad is listening, I know this is your most hated film of all time, Brad. And I'm sorry, but I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is a bit of a fucking banger. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> the thing about that film is they properly subvert expectations where the first half of it is kind of what you expect out of one of these films you know except you know now we've got to save the dinosaurs um but you know there's a awful dinosaur death where it's like silhouetted against the fucking lava that's traumatized me it's yeah really really there there are some fucking amazing shots in this film they're like J.A. Byron some top draw shit with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom um and yeah I mean that that shot it's haunting like it's really really upsetting and it perfectly sets up the second half of the film of being like look these dinosaurs do not fucking know what's going on it's not their fault that they're alive and they're gonna do what they're gonna do you know, and, and, and so the second half of the film where it is like these people trying to sell off dinosaurs, the highest bidder, make, genetically modifying them to be a weapon and whatnot. And it does quite successfully paint the whole who are the real monsters kind of thing, as cheesy as it is. It does. It does paint that well. But also the fact that the second half of it somehow becomes some sort of mental haunted house in a mansion film <laughs> but with a dinosaur yeah um i mean they they were go they were trying weird interesting shit with jurassic world fallen kingdom and does it all work no um it doesn't there's you know 
you've got Rafe Spall and Toby Jones uh, and Ted Levine as bad guys. Maybe have two out of three. You know, like, okay, so Toby Jones is like, right, he's basically an evil auctioneer. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Could we not just have had Rafe Spall and Ted Levine? Um, Do do, do you need an evil auctioneer? (laughs) No, I mean, that's it, you know. I mean, in general. Even though I, I do like the scene where where um they're like it's a prototype we're not selling this and it's like twenty million dollars like stereotypical Russian guy who's incredible um and then they're like it's not for auction it's not for auction twenty five millions and then Ray Spools just like um yeah all right then and then you know it's it's oh it's brilliant um but I yeah it's if they Jurassic World Dominion, I think could be a real fucking interesting piece of work. They've set up right, okay, dinosaurs in the real world, like no, not in the real world, but like in the world. Um, you know, do they coexist? Do they not? What exactly is going to happen? All like Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, all back. Like, let's go, Trevaro. Fair play. You you know, you and Derek Connolly wrote the first two. I want to see what you're going to do with the third one. And Biona definitely puts his stamp on the one with some of the shit that they pull off in it. I think it's a really interesting sequel. Um, and to be honest, I think I like it more than Jurassic World. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Um, let's fucking go. It probably won't come out next year now because everything this year is going to come out next year. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do when uh, they get there. Um, and in my mind's eye, there's something else that I watched, and it's kind of frustrating me that I can't remember what it is. Um, but I'll leave it there. Um, I think I think that's me. Cool. Uh, we've got a few to watch together. I've not got anything solo that I watched this week. Oh. I'm alright. I'm good. Um, oh, one thing that I did watch is TV, but I watched the Juon Origins TV show on. Oh, you you um, just brought me back. How is it? It's it, it's actually quite good. I've seen a lot of people complaining that there's not enough supernatural elements to it, but I think it's supposed to be kind of like the origins of the haunted house so it's like the human stuff that made the house haunted in the movies so it's like a prequel kind of vibe and it's actually quite interesting but it's really weirdly dubbed yeah what no no but it's just it's just it, it's it's very westernized voices and it just, I, I, it just doesn't fit. If there was an option to watch it subbed, I would do. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite interesting as like a, a tie-in piece. So yeah. Nice, nice. I'll never watch it, but I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you think it's interesting. No, that's fine. I just I figured as it's film adjacent, I thought it'd be all right to mention. <laughs> Mark's wandered off now. <laughs> He's coming back. Come back. What? Don't stand on the cat. I'm gonna. Don't. I'm gonna. Uh, what, 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 what we at? We're just waiting for you. Cool. To come and do like you haven't spoken for a while. 
So we watched um, Roxanne, didn't we? We did. Because um, the Steve Martin place at the moment after uh, watching The Jerk for playing it forward, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find on Pod Syndicate. We are a Pod Syndicate podcast. <laughs> um, <coughs> it's, yeah, so it's Roxanne, it's a back modern, modern ish uh, retelling of Surround de Bergerac. Um, and it's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is a lot of fun. I think if it if it were released now, I think it would get a lot of grief for how manipulated Daryl Hannah's character is in it. You know, she she basically ends up sleeping with that guy. She gets catfished. Yeah. Which is kind of problematic. I mean, it was the 80s. It was a simpler time. It was, but um, what I'm saying is, like, looking at it through a 2020 lens, it's... Let, let, let's ruin all movies by being too woke. I mean, no, but it just, it is a bit like... But it's quite sweet in, in its in in its eighties context. It's lovely catfishing. Lovely catfishing. We watched Daylight because Ian watched it last week and I thought that needs to rewatch Daylight now. It's fucking great, is Daylight. I love Daylight. It's a great film. Oh, fair play. I think I was being a bit mingy about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just it's just a kind of dumb action movie. It's... I think if you, if you thought about it too much, you'd maybe kind of find fault in it. Like I love that Amy Brenneman existed for literally two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was... Like, what was she in? Honestly, uh, heat, fear, daylight, and then nothing after that. <laughs> City of Angel. But she's literally in that for like a flash of a second. Then beyond that, Honestly, nothing. <laughs> Mental. Yeah, uh, you can do this one. Because it was you who wanted to rewatch it. Uh, yeah, so we rewatched The Terminal. Um, I didn't particularly like it when it came out. Yeah. Um, it's really sweet. It's a really sweet story. Tom Hanks is... is great in it he's just lovely and when he's like that that bit where he's just like he's bored so he starts doing some fucking like whatever like laboring doing that that wall and then they take him on and then he's got a job the fact that he continually gets around their um attempt to to make him fucking leave just by like the the trolley thing and he gets money for food and then they stop that so he does some fucking work and then he gets a job all right I, I, I was just asking if Amy Brenneman had a great ass, and I remembered that she was Robert De Niro's love interest in Heat, not Al Pacino's. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think I've pretty much done one. The terminal, yeah. 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 All right, uh, so final one uh, before we get into our next review. Uh, we watched Midnight Run. Yeah, we fucking did. Because nice. you've got to watch Midnight Run like every couple of years yeah. because it is just fucking law. perfect. And it's the law. It is one of those few movies that is genuinely perfect. It is fucking great, isn't it? There's just there's so many wonderful moments in Midnight Run. It's got Joey Pants. It's got Joey Pants in it, which is always fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Joey Pants keeping his money in his sock and <laughs> his ostentatious pulled up socks. <laughs> and then De Niro threatening to cut off um, Charles Grodin's head and Charles Grodin just looking at him and him off site, like, so the cat in the phone just shaking his head is <laughs> genius. They are so great together in this movie. Yeah, Charles Grodin constantly just just chipping away at him about stuff. 
like every like just try to find stuff out by saying by just, like, constantly asking about it every turn like the why can't you go back to Chicago? <laughs> what happened with you and your, you and your wife? It's it's such a shame that we never got more of these movies. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's not really a buddy cop film, is it? Wikipedia are fucked up there. It's a buddy. It's, it's a, a buddy, buddy movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as well, just to go through something. A bit of a lost filmmaker that we have here as well. Go on. So, 1984, Martin Bress makes uh, Beverly Hills Cop. 1988, he makes Midnight Run. 1992, he makes Scent of a Woman. And that is three fucking great movies back to back. Mm. Um, then he makes Meet Joe Black, which is not terrible, but not great. And then he makes um, Jiggly in 2003 and hasn't made anything since. It's the, it's the Jello curse. Jiggly's not good, let's be honest. It's not. But you are said Jiggly's not bad. But it's not that bad either. Isn't it? No, it's not that bad. He feels like one where maybe he was a little bit like, fuck it, I, th- I think I'm done, and then could just kind of happily live on the residuals of the films that he made. Like, oh, he, he, he can quite easily live on the residuals of Beverly Hills Cop without Oh, question. apparently it's supposed to be pronounced Geely. Yeah. Sorry. Geely. 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 According, according to the phonetic thing on uh, Wikipedia. Geely. I'm, I'm going to rewatch that at some point in the next couple of weeks. Why? Because have you met me? <laughs> After release, critical reaction was universally negative. I am the, I am the person that saw that at the cinema in the UK. The one? Yep. <laughs> fucking strutted in like fucking DiCaprio. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so everybody watch Midnight Run because it is just perfection in cinema. It's, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is, to be fair. Yeah, very good. Uh, right, on to our next feature review. Palm Springs um, is directed by Max Barbaco. I'm going with that. Barbaco, yeah. Barbaco, yeah. Fuck yeah. And stars uh, Andy Sandberg and Kristen uh, Malotti and J.K. Simmons. Uh, <laughs> what is it about? So, essentially, <laughs> it's quite a weird plot to describe this, actually. Niles and Sarah are trapped by a magic cave to repeat a Groundhog Day-style wedding over and over again. Yes. Uh, J.K. Simmons is also trapped there and is trying to kill constantly Andy Samberg because he trapped him there. Um, They form a relationship. Uh, J.K. Simmons? No. Niles and Sarah form a relationship. Uh, and we'll get more into plot bits and bits from there. Ian, what did you think of Palm Springs? Who did you ask there, sorry? You. Ever so sorry. Like, literally, I just heard, what did you think of Palm Springs? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked it. It's um, I, I don't necessarily think it's a classic, but... 
Uh, I thought very funny, very charming. Um, Kristen Malotti and Andy Samberg have got fantastic chemistry together. Um, I liked the way the J.K. Simmons character developed. Um, some good... Oh, what? Does it ruin on about his kid watering the dog shit? <laughs> Little Joey watering dog shit? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, no, it was good. It was good. I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. It, it's it it feels it feels like a film that if it oh fucking hell, my can Have we lost you, Ian? Oh no, back. Sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, my route is being very odd tonight. Um, it it feels like a film that if it got released um, in like a normal year, it would have done very, very, very well um, as like a smaller release. If this movie like, was on Netflix and not on a Hulu, oh. people wouldn't have been shooting about it for the past three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really liked it. I'm intrigued to see what you guys thought. What do you think? Okay. I yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. To be fair, I think there's there's in there's enough funny moments for it to be funny, but it's also like you're saying it's it's really charming as well. It's it's kind of sweet in in between all the little Joey watering his dog shit and them crashing the car into the back of a fucking truck uh, truck or whatever it is to see if dying gets them out the other side of it and stuff like that. There's there's the stupid bits, but it's also actually really sweet. Um, there's obviously there's the the reveal about why she feels so shitty about herself is quite it's not just a dumb comedy there's there's some depth there as well Mm. um (laughs) where she just tries to drive as far away as she can and then he's like oh yeah i took a lot of speed and tried to do the same thing i got as far as blah 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 and then just woke up here it's like he's done all this all this stuff she's trying he's done it all and then she just disappears and uses her time to essentially get a fucking physics degree um and then comes back and just goes right this is what we need to do and then the fact that the bit at the end with jk sims where he talks to andy sandberg's character and he's just like oh fucking hell it worked like you can see it on his face that he's like right that's what i've got to do um I just, I just think it's really it's a really clever take on something that's been done before and it could have been quite hackneyed and it wasn't so I kind of love that about it. And I, we'll watch again. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely loved it. It, it, it will be probably in my top ten of the year if we can watch ten films this year. Um, <laughs> it's... I, I kind of knew it was going to be my pace very fucking quickly. Because mm. uh, it's starting to throw out just bad jokes. I, I think Andy Samberg is quite good telling a bad joke well, yeah. really, really well yeah. with a look or something like that. I also love the fact that we don't we don't have a journey of somebody realising, oh, shit, I'm waking up in, in, in this. Mm. You know, he's already done it. And from what we gather, he's spent a lot of years there. You know, it's not like he's... Um, it's not like he's, he's only spent, like, two weeks there you get the feeling he's been doing yeah, a this long time, for a number yeah. of years um and 
the fact that you know very quickly he's got you know he gets out of there and he's like oh shit and has to keep explaining these things to her um i thought was was really good it was really quite it, that added all the sweetness into it uh, so it was good the fact that you've got um a counselor that's been through all this but you, yeah. you've got you get the feeling like he's he's gone through an awful lot of shit to get to the point where he's like do you know what i don't care anymore so I'm just going to keep on enjoying... I've, I've found a way to enjoy this day. Yeah, and you do kind of get the feeling that he's, he's kind of got it all figured out. He's got that those people's house with the pool, and like he, he always gives the best speech at the wedding, and, you know, he's just, he's just living his best one-day life. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's been going through all this before, and it's kind of like the only reason why she gets drawn into it in the first place is because this was one of the times that he just, start, just decided... Yeah, you know, I think I might try like see how it goes with her on this one. I think that's kind of a a bit of a a thing though, isn't it? Like when he's like, we've done this so many times before. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like, oh, don't lie, Andy. We expect better from you. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I, I, it, it, there, there's a decent enough arc for the film to kind of um, get you over that hurdle. Oh I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, 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 they've like I say, they've got good chemistry together and they, they do kind of fit together well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's it. It, it, it. It's, I think with, with any sort of film like this, it's, if, if you've got to spend the majority of your film with, with one slash two characters, their chemistry and charisma has to take you through it. Mm. And it does very well with this. Yeah. She, they both bounce off each other really well. And she gets the, um, the sound uh, of mind, but slightly chaotic. Yeah. yeah. And he gets the, I've given up um, quite well. Well, he'd have, he'd have never left. Like he only leaves because he knows that he'll lose her. Yeah. Yeah, that bit, the, the sort of last bit with them where they're in that fucking pool again and the family come home and, and he's like guess they get back on the 29th because <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of watching it like so they, they got out yeah but this hmm, and then the family come home yeah but there's a i don't know it, it, if there were a sequel to come out You'd get the feeling that it, it, it would it would probably be it have to work off the same kind of energy. Yeah. Um, I don't know how a sequel would work. I love the fact that the opening called it a Lonely Island classic. <laughs> oh, that in the Sony Pictures classic style. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking amazing. It is. It's just. It was. It was nice seeing, and I I don't dislike um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Quite enjoy it, but I thought the last season was an absolute car crash um mm. but it was nice seeing him doing something else yeah and it not just being a version of, of a character that he's now become synonymous with mm. i actually think he's it, he's not bad like oh. his character's bits in brooklyn 99 isn't aren't bad it's just the rest of the show around it yeah has gone i we've kind of given up on watching the current series on it what is it on e4 i'm not sure whatever so whatever yeah. channel it's on We've kind of given up on it, haven't we? Because it's like, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, Andy Samberg himself is very good. 
yeah um yeah that yeah it's, it's a it's a absolute definitely not shit from me yeah yeah same yeah 100 absolutely yeah i, I i'm looking forward to more people being able to see it mm, yeah is what i will say on that one uh right uh, we don't actually have any questions i think i put it out maybe a bit too late yeah yeah uh, so we don't have any questions. I think we don't. Just double check to make sure I haven't just like, completely missed something. But I'm pretty sure we didn't get any questions, which is unfortunate and rare. Um, but in these, you know, heavy times, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive you for this, this one. I, I, I hope Rick's okay. I hope Rick's okay. Yeah. Um, Let us know you're okay, Rick. Yes, please, and ask us a question to make sure that we know you're okay. Yeah, we'll do it next week. Yeah. Uh, what are we covering next week, guys? Well, let's. Unhinged. 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 Of course we are. Maybe. Is it is, is, is the screams yet? No, I've been looking. They're not out there yet. God damn it. Come on, Cine World. You whores. Stop being a bitch. They're telling people tonight slash tomorrow morning. It kind of feels like it's maybe too late for tonight. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully we're gonna have unhinged, uh, and uh, Ian's going to see um, Adrian Rue's um, concert <laughs> uh, on Saturday. So he's thinking it was that. Uh, I would go see that at this point. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I, I think I would. So it, it basically, if you want to know what we're covering, just check out what's playing at City World because we'll be covering all of those movies. Yeah. Every single fucking one. Every single one. Um, so yeah, so that was episode three hundred and fifty-six. Uh, we thank you much for listening uh, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast uh, check out the other Pod Syndicate podcast Chinjoy vs Punter, Beyond the Neon his film her movie uh, Beyond um, the Neon I've already said that mm. Entertainment yep. and Film mm. that's one uh, Patreon slash Film Bastards uh, also check out the bonus shows and we are Pod Syndicate because there's Planet Fall and there's other bits on there that feature me which is always good uh, yeah. You are pretty good. I am pretty fucking great, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, cut a bit. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we've also got the uh, Iron Sequel uh, as well. There. What? Iron Sequel podcast has joined us. Cool, man. So yeah, to check those guys out. Uh, they're two episodes deep now, I believe. Nice. Nice. Yes. Uh, well played. Uh, <laughs> so yes. Uh, thank you much, Rebecca. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. And thank you very much, Ian. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> and we shall speak to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>